0: Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge.
1: He put the cheese on the cracker. This offense is dysfunctional.
0: Keys to success, pray before the (laughs) game.
1: OB All over the place, you've got football teams fighting, scratching, playing the game the way they are supposed to play. We don't see none of it, OB. Sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com.
0: Playing scared-to-death football. That's what we've been doing. The
2: Hampton OB Show starts now.
0: Hampton OB, sponsored by your local
3: Chevy dealers, ChevyDriveChicago.com. Andy Mazur alongside the guys here after a nineteen thirteen loss to the Minnesota Vikings. There was a whole lot to talk about in this game. Uh, Justin Fields left the game with a hand injury; did not return. We saw our first look at Tyson Bajan, some good, some bad. But uh, again, guys, I, th- this game today made me wonder who was actually calling the plays the last two weeks because it certainly wasn't Luke Getzey because he was calling them today.
1: Well, and, and again, you know, right there on the bumper, we we talked about it for the first three weeks of the season—dysfunctional offense. Well, we had another dose of it. This afternoon, you know, at some point, you you gotta just, you, you just have to wonder what, what the hell are they thinking? We we outplayed the Vikings essentially in almost every facet of the game except two very important ones: mistakes and turnovers. Too many mistakes, missed blocking assignments uh high snaps uh bad decisions by quarterbacks a- a- and at the end of the day the three turnovers were all back breakers you know you got to you you kind of have to stand back and say wait w- you know this kid bajent he did some really good stuff I- obviously uh he uh he threw the uh the final interception that uh sealed the the fate of the team but somehow some way you got to think what are you thinking not only you know, Luke Getsy, but Justin Fields. DJ Moore was the player of the league last week on offense, and yet at the end of Justin's, uh, you know, three quarters of play until he left the game, DJ Moore had two catches for five yards. What are you thinking, OB? We didn't best- go downfield, Dan. Exactly. What are you thinking?
0: Well, folks, um, I uh, – I, I, I There There's so many things to say, and uh, not one of them is a good word or a good sentence or a good theory. How could this coaching staff come back from 10 days ago when they threw all caution to the wind, they were aggressive on both sides of the ball, they used in a passing game, used the entire field short, intermediate, and long through several passes over 20 yards. Where did it go? In 10 days, it evaporated. We're at home against a team who was just like us, lost four and won one. We're playing at home. And again, we let somebody come in our living room and take us down. Well, we looked good doing this a little bit during the game. We looked good doing that a little bit. No. You want to know what? We lost again. We lost. That's what we did. We didn't do enough to win. And again, where do you go with this? You know, I find it very hard to blame these kids, the 53 guys on this squad. I really do. I want to ask Getzy, Getzy, where was the game plan 10 days ago? Why wasn't that put into action today? A team that we could have beat. Why wasn't that... Why didn't we utilize that whole field? Why didn't we get Fields out of the pocket? Folks, you watched the game today? Just finished, right? How many times did you see Justin Fields drop back? Too many times. Too many times. Did you see any sprint outs? Did you see play action or play action bootlegs? All the stuff that we did 10 days ago? No, you didn't. No, you didn't. What is this guy, Ebrafos and this guy, Getsy, thinking about? We could have beat this team. We could have beat this team and started a winning streak. Next week, we play the Las Vegas Raiders right here at home. We could have really had something going. And you guys revert back to keeping this kid, dropping him back in the pocket. Our offensive line can't block anybody. I'm tired of hearing about it. Well, this guy's here. This guy's that. You want to know what? Those five guys up front can't play dead. Can't play dead.
1: You know, like we were talking about it right off the top, we matched up so well. We, we had more first downs, more total yardage, better on third down, all all across the board except the mistakes and the turnovers. And yes, you're exactly right, OB. Last week we saw an offense that was daring and attacked the entire football field. Yes. Today, it was, "Oh, we're going to show how smart we are. We're going to go drop our quarterback back in the pocket and he was tortured throughout the game." And he, and again, here we had so after we get the interception in the third quarter, I believe, what what do we what's the first play instead of going play action throwing in the end zone like exactly, you want to do? Dan. What did we do? We had a quarterback draw that resulted in one yard. One yard. And it, the more you run a quarterback, how many times do you think he's going to get tackled Till what happened happened today? He gets hurt. He gets hurt.
0: Then, Jesus. Uh, we, were on, we were on Minnesota's 35-yard line. And, and, and what, did these guys, what, what did these guys come up with? We get fields. He gets what? A one-yard run why that was the perfect setup, folks, right there on the 35-yard line for the perfect play. And you know what the perfect play was right there? Play action. That was the perfect play to send our receivers into the end zone, send our runner, fake it to him in his belly, pull it back, play action, either drop back with it or roll out to the stronger weak side and give yourself time, and you got three or four guys in the end zone all with play action, that was the play that should have been called. Period. No other play. That's the time they should have used play action. I don't think I know what I'm talking about. And the gentleman to my right, he knows what he's talking about. We agreed on that one. Why wouldn't you? The greatest time in the game to do it was right then and there, and what do you do? Give it to Fields, and he runs for one yard. My Lord God Almighty. 19-13,
3: Nineteen thirteen, the final Vikings over the Bears, drafting them to a one and five on the year. Minnesota now two and four. We'll get your phone calls three one two nine eight one seven two zero zero. We'll also update you on the condition of the right hand of Justin Fields as soon as we get that information. From Soldier Field, we will certainly pass all of that information along to you. Habit will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Put a Chevy Silverado in your toolbox. Uh, Justin Fields, not a good sign for Chicago right now. He
1: is headed towards the locker room. As he's scrambling here, you know, they're holding that right arm, and you can't tell if that's the wrist or shoulder or what that is. Just hate to see it
3: will hey, be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. The audio courtesy of Fox, it ended up being a right hand. He was
0: questionable at first and then did not return to the game, To Justin Fields? Andy, how many times were there were there designated runs for him today? Yeah, a lot of which them Which it wasn't 10 days ago, but all the prior games this year and all the games last year, send in those runs for him. Send them And guess what? They went right back to do it, which falls under the uh, the idea of what did you think was going to happen? Yeah. It, it, it's just a matter of time.
3: 1913, the final Vikings over the Chicago Bears. A lot of you want to get in here and uh, chat with the guys here, so let's get right out to the phones. And we will start with Dan out in Melrose Park. Dan, you're out with Happen OB. Go ahead. Hey, what's up,
4: guys? Uh, I just wanted to say I think the turning point of the game was the second quarter with like two minutes left, right? They go to commercial break. It's third and one, and I'm sitting there saying, don't throw a pass. Don't throw a pass. Don't throw a pass. My other buddy saying, just kick a field goal on third down. And what do they do? Pass, and field gets intercepted. Terrible play calling. One of the worst teams that I've ever seen.
1: You know, and you start thinking about all the really, really stupid decisions that this coaching staff has made this year.
0: Go back on Danny, almost coming up to a year and a half, right? And think and what, what what these guys have called game after game, and us getting our backside pushed all over the field. You know,
1: our player of the game is going to be Dante Foreman, but but at the end of the day, I got a question. You know. Darrington Evans was signed off the Miami practice squad a week ago. In the crux of the game in the third quarter, we're backed up to our goal line, our 30, 35, something like that. Danny, if you did. not And Evans is in the game. And they're blitzing like crazy men, and you think that he's going to know who to? He miss, he whiffs on on two blocks, right. And forces the uh, the the strip sack that was returned for a touchdown that ultimately was the deciding factor in the game. Why was he in the game? He's been here a week. I I, I, I mean, I, I just. It's, it's in, incomprehensible.
0: Well, I tell you what, what, my my bottom line with that guy, Evans, is you know, I, I'd vote him the Viking player of the week.
3: And that was our uh, Muller Auto Group game-changing moment, sponsored by the Mueller family of dealerships at Hoffman Estates, Gurney, Highland Park, and Maryville. That's sack and uh,
1: Darrington Evans with the swing and a miss. But, the th- but to, the, to Dan's point, it, it's third and one. We've been running the ball. Very effectively. We rushed for 162 yards, almost a little four, uh, four and a half yards of carry. And it's third and one, and remember we talked in the pregame how we applauded, oh, we know what we're doing on short yardage now. We're not going out of the shotgun. They got in the shotgun, and then a compressed pocket gets back in the lap of Fields, and he muffs the throw, and it's a dead quail, and they intercept it. it just, it's sickening. It's sickening how many stupid decisions this coaching staff has made on a week by week by week basis, six games now we're one and five. We still have not won a game in the division since year before last, two thousand twenty-one. Last time we won a game in in the NFC North. That's it's beyond belief.
0: At Iberflus's press conference today, the first question by the Chicago press, that's radio, TV, who's ever there, newspapers, whatever. What happened to the game plan ten days ago? Why wasn't it put put in to motion this afternoon? What happened to it? Why didn't we see? And you go one ABC, two ABC, three ABC. You can go down a whole list, folks, and ask Iberflus and Getsey, both of them up there. Why was that? Why was it abandoned? Why? Why didn't we attack downfield? 312-981-7200. 312
3: 7200 Back out of the phones before we have to take the break for the news. Let's get out to Mike in Western Springs. You're up with Happen O.B. Go ahead.
5: Uh, Eddie, Danny, love the show. I watch it all the time, or I listen to it all the time after the game. I'm at the game with my kids, okay? I said I'm not going to get excited no matter what happens. Two minutes and 18 seconds left. The clock is running. Whether you're dadgum uh, Abe Gibron, Jim Dooley, whoever, you know – You're going to wind that clock down to two minutes and then see what happens from there. So I'm figuring they're going to go to the line of scrimmage and they're going to give them the hot, hot and see if they can get them to jump and get a cheap five. Well, my son says, no, the coaches are dumb. They're going to run a play. I said, no way, no way. What do they do? They run a play. Why are we running a play when we can get it down to two minutes? We got three timeouts, the ball's on the 40, and we go from there. And we got a center, a center who makes the quarterback look like Don Kessinger or Ozzie Ginn at shortstop having to field the ball. What are we doing? We got to do something, guys. I can't stand seeing this franchise doing this week in and week out. It's not the kid's fault. You guys are right about that. Maybe we don't have the talent but you have to put them in a position to run the plays that they have to run to be successful.
0: Bert, Mike, let me now, just... I'm
5: sorry I yelled, but that's just the way I feel.
0: <laughs> well, Mike, that's – Thank that, you, Mike. That, Appreciate that, the call. You more than call in here anytime. And, wh- however, you're more than welcome with the Hampton OB postgame show. I can tell you that what, whatsoever. But he's thought...
1: exactly right. It's a clown show. I mean, you talk about Monday morning quarterbacks. I'm talking about Saturday morning moms, you know, soccer moms. They know that. They know you don't it – it, it's just incomprehensible.
3: And it seems as if, if we know the speed screen is coming, why don't the Vikings know? I mean, it's it just seemed like it was, like he said, kind of a clown show out there.
1: And we threw the speed screen to the right. Oh, that wasn't good enough. We got to throw it on the other – the next play, it was no game. We got to throw it to the left side and almost get Mooney killed.
0: You know what, folks? What – you know – you talk about minutes, hours in a game, and, and minutes, and and seconds truly count. And I don't care if it's uh, in the first quarter, second quarter, third, fourth doesn't matter. With twelve seconds to go in the first half, twelve seconds for us to go. Now you could possibly, you could possibly get three plays. For sure, you could get two plays in. You might get lucky enough to get down where you could kick a field goal. You had the timeouts. Okay, you might even score a touchdown. There might be an interference call. And what does this guy do again? He tells our quarterback to take a knee with 12 seconds left. We're a 1-4 and team. One victory and four losses. We're playing at home again in front of the – you talk about loyal, wonderful fans. And this coaching staff calls in, tells our quarterback to take a knee – We're losing the game. Take a knee with 12 seconds left when you could at least guarantee to run two plays. You don't know what could happen. Interference, which I said you could kick, might get a field goal, you might score, or what I said again, which I always say, there's an interference call, and it happens more often than not, folks. But for that guy to call, I'm talking about Iverfus, to tell your quarterback with 12 seconds to go, with a one, we're a one-win and four team, and you tell your quarterback to take a knee, you ought to be fired right now, you jerk. But think about
1: the situation: we're down twelve to six. We're not up twenty-one to nothing. We're down twelve to six. We had just blocked an extra point. We had momentum. We're twelve seconds. Make something happen.
0: It's sickening, folks. This is what Dan just said, and I said what this is, not and I think we know what we're talking about here. You twelve seconds. 12 seconds is precious time in the game. Precious at halftime, very precious at the end of the game. And you take a knee, you tell your quarterback to take a knee. Much
3: more coming up with Happy OB here, 1913. The Vikings over the Bears. Happy O'Bee, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com.
4: No signal. They uncover the
3: Fox Sports Tyson Bajan with his first action, a rushing touchdown. Happen all be sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com. Put a Chevy Silverado in your toolbox. The reason he was in was that uh, Justin Fields left the game with a hand injury. Uh, they took X-rays. The X-rays were negative. There is an MRI scheduled for that right hand tomorrow for Justin Fields. OB
1: and I think they ought to send Getzy with him. Get his brain. <laughs>
3: It's Scan, the brain scanner. Let's see,
1: see what the heck, <laughs> heck is going
3: on. 312-981-7200. Back out to the phones with Craig at Arlington Heights. You are up with Happen OB. Go ahead, Craig.
2: Good afternoon. How are you? Hey, I'm uh driving home. Uh, I'm a season ticket holder since 1977. 46 years, and I have to tell you, I'm pretty damn depressed about it all. But before I get into the BS on the field, You know, the the Bears bought Arlington Park uh, a couple of years ago, spent $197 million and had 18 months of due diligence. And now that's all up in the air because that, as you know, that may not even happen. So what kind of idiots do we have running the organization that they couldn't even have figured that out over 18 months before they spent $197 million? Now back to the field, I have to tell you. It's, it's absolutely depressing. I, I am at a low point of my 46 years. My wife and I go to 90% of the games. We go to two or three games on the road each year. It's embarrassing. We just came back from a weekend trip to Newport, Rhode Island. I proudly wore my Bears polo shirt yesterday afternoon at Newport Beach. And I have to tell you, I had dozens of people... Laughing at me about the Chicago Bears and how can you be a Bears fan? How can we be a team that with the history of the Chicago Bears that were the laughing stock of the NFL? I, I, I don't even know what to do at this point, but I'm still a, a Bears fan. I spend a ridiculous amount of money for tickets each year. And unfortunately, because everyone else does the same, nothing's going to change until you see empty seats in the stadium.
0: Greg, one yep. thing that could change, and again, it's which Dan and I have talked about it, and, and it's right in front of you, everybody. I mean, you could point at a lot of things, okay, is philosophy. The philosophy of this coaching staff, all right? Their philosophy is null and void. These guys are terrible coaches, and it doesn't bother me to say that. You cannot go as long as this coaching staff has gone, and you – as a coaching staff, an offensive coordinator, a defensive coordinator, position coaches, you guys can't designate, you can't pick out who your leaders are, who could fill right guard, who could fill left guard, who could play center. We can't figure out, Craig, anybody on this team that can snap the ball back to the quarterback when he's in the shotgun. Let me say that again. We have nobody that can snap the ball like a professional supposed to, to our quarterback. That starts a play, whether it's a run or a pass. It has to be the direct snap. We have a center, we, excuse me, we don't have a center on this team, a football player on this team that can snap the ball back to the quarterback without the quarterback turning into a basketball player. You know, and and you make, sir, you make a, a
1: a great point. Okay, it's called a master plan. Okay, and I was lucky enough to play for the team when they had a master planner, Jim Finks. But this fiasco out in Arlington Heights. Well, how about this? You are are designated the brand new GM, and you come in and you have a very high draft pick quarterback by the name of Justin Fields. So you want to see how good he is and if you can develop him. And so what do you do? You, you, you supposedly need to understand how important it is to protect him and give him weapons. Well, last year, no weapons and no protection. This year, DJ Moore is a huge upgrade. But all that being said, Andy, you just brought up the stat in 23 games of Ryan Pohl's, Eberflus' regime, in 23 games, we've had 30 different combinations start on the offensive line. I didn't say three. I didn't say 13. I said 30. Three, zero. That is beyond belief.
0: In which they cannot play in this league. Why do I say that? Watch the films. Get the films and watch.
3: 1913 Vikings over the Bears this afternoon at Soldier Field. More of your phone calls 312 981 7200 to Mark in Broadview. You're up with Happen OB. Go ahead, Mark.
6: Hey, guys. Uh, I got two things. Uh, I kind of stole my thunder a little bit there. Uh,
2: Whitehair mentioned in uh, the news conference that uh, he wasn't getting any snaps, and he's a guard, but he's the second string center. And he got no snaps in practice, and you can see by his play in Washington. And the first quarter, they had to pull him out of the game. And the second
7: thing was, the Vikings—they uh, play action dust to death. Thanks,
0: guys. Very Thank good, you, Mark. Call, Mark, very good.
1: Absolutely. And, and again, you know, late in the game, what TJ uh, Edwards—he—he—he would—I thought he got the, the fumble recovery. Yeah. But overall, I saw two, three, four missed tackles by not only him, but Edmonds, the middle linebacker. And where, where is the production from all of these million dollar players? Again, why do they come in being, you know, all pro and borderline all pro? And now we can't stop anybody. It's, it's crazy. But I will tell you, the defense did fight their guts out all, all game, even though you know, I, I I don't think we are nearly aggressive enough like we were against the Commanders where we were blitzing all the time. Late in the game, trying to make something happen, that was when the Bears' defense actually played its best ball.
3: I'll sneak a more in before we have to get to another timeout here. It's uh, Jack in Indiana. Jack, you're up with Habit OB. Go ahead, Jack.
7: Hey, guys. Enjoy the show. I've been embarrassed for a long time, but I got a comment and a question. One comment was, I uh, watched this guy in the '85 Bears on a zero-degree day with his sleeves cut off on his jersey, and it uh, begins with a nine and ends in a nine. So what I did was when I got after the game, I cut the sleeves off of all my shirts. I like tough. Then the other thing is, and Dan, you, you uh, not Dan, uh, Ed, you mentioned earlier, twelve seconds left in the second second quarter. What they do? Nothing. And they did this last a game. Knee. He used to drive me up a wall. There'd be like 25, 30 seconds left before the uh, the half, and they
6: be... run a couple plays. Score? What are they afraid of? An interception? Man, they can't even score anyway. There,
0: Jack. You, Thank you, Jack. You, you know what? You just you're, you're, your your words are probably the thoughts of uh, of a lot of people out there that are listening, and and I cannot argue with you not, not for one second. I just, uh, I, I, I'm absolutely, I I, I can, sometimes I can't find words, and I stumble through sometimes <laughs> trying to find words. And I'll tell you something, this coaching staff, folks, just uh, Dan and I, I'm telling you, we, I, we know a little bit, okay? Let's put it that way. We know a little bit about this game, all right? This coaching staff, you have no idea, folks, how brutal this coaching staff is. How brutal. This is... We are now what? One and five? One and five in the second year of Eberflus. And we're one victory and five losses, okay? And we do not have a person on this football team, a player, an offensive lineman who can snap the ball to our quarterback in a shotgun position. Let me say it again. We do not have a qualified player on this team to snap the ball from play to play to play to our quarterback. It's a fact. You I
1: you got to be kidding me. Uh, I got we got to get to a break but don't let me forget about this about the fact that Justin Fields, okay, they did x-rays, so there's no broken bones, okay? But we never saw him again you got a kid green as grass, a free agent quarterback that was thrust into the game. Don't you think it would have been helpful if he could have been on the bench telling him a little bit about this and that and what he had seen the first three quarters? Huh? You don't think so? Well, I beg to differ.
3: All right, We'll get to that and much more. Happen will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers. At ChevyDriveChicago.com.
1: You know, we do have, uh, you know, Justin Fields injured his right hand. You know, we're evaluating it right now. We did take an x-ray. The x-ray is negative, And then we'll see where it is tomorrow when we get the MRI. So that's all I know uh, right now. That's all I have.
3: And it'll be sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com. Put a Chevy Silverado in your toolbox. That's the head coach, Matt Eberflus, updating us on Justin Fields. So the MRI comes up tomorrow.
1: Look, look, I, we're going to get back to the callers real quick. But folks, I, I'm just you know in the game of football, this isn't uh, badminton or basketball. Everybody gets a shit. No, it's a team game. It's all about the team, 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 team. And you get your quarterback gets his hand an owie. There's nothing broke, right?
0: Right. No, nothing broke.
1: X-ray shows broken broken bones. There's no broke. Okay, I remember. The guy everybody wants to hate, Aaron Rodgers, he played the whole damn year with a broken thumb. Let alone, he was on the sidelines when he didn't play. I'm sure talking to Jordan Love about what he needed to look for to do this, think about that, look, you know, look for the the weak side, all that. Well. I never saw Justin after he left. The, you know, he's gone. What? He, uh, 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 explain that to me, OB. No,
0: I, you know what I just want to say to people? What Dan just and said. A, I,
1: I like the kid, and I want, him, to, I want him to do good. Yeah, that just, showed me a lot. Where, where the hell were you?
0: Just listen to what Dan just said, folks. You have no idea what a strong statement he just made. Where was that kid? Where was he? Could he have
1: changed the game? Probably not, but he could have told, you know, Bajan, hey, look, they're blitzing. They're bringing those linebackers. Look, the last thing, always make sure don't step up into your throws. And and then the ball goes up in the air like a punt and get an intercept. He could have said, you don't know, but at the very least, be there in spirit for your buddies to be on the sidelines. I'm just saying, where was he?
0: That's a, that's an excellent point, Dan. I'm sorry. You ain't going to hear that point anywhere else. This happens to be the truth, Dan. 312 981 7200.
3: Back to the telephones and the callers. It's taxi driver Bob. You're around with Happen OB. Go ahead, Bob.
4: That's a great point there, Dan. Um, I noticed in the games this year when the wheels are falling off the cart, which has been the majority of the time, they're showing um, the sidelines of the Bears. And all the bare players on the sidelines, from what I have observed, and maybe I'm incorrect, but most of the players look like a deer in headlights on the sidelines. It doesn't seem like the coaching staff is coaching up the players as the wheels are falling off the cart. They're just letting the, the wheels fall right off the cart and hoping for the best. And, I mean, how long, I mean, we look at how, many, how, how long we spent with Nagy, torturing us you know all the times i listen to you guys and how i felt and how you felt with nagy now they bring this clown in and he can't do anything i mean how long are we going to have to deal with this clown for another two seasons i mean he's got to be gone this this at the end of this year they've got to find somebody they've got extra money for players take that money and find some kind of head coach that can coach up the players we we have talent there there is talent there and I think if they're coached up properly we could win and 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 serving up uh, at Justin Fields as a sacrificial lamb with this pocket quarterback crap I just got I can't, I can't even believe it why they keep on and on with it the guy is getting killed back there and they keep keeping him in the pocket I mean how stupid can you be the, everybody even if you have half of an education about football, can see that their coaching staff is totally inept. And, and I, I don't want to have to go through any more of these seasons complaining about Nagy, Eberflus, any of these clowns. Get us, get us a head coach that could coach up the team. I mean, for God's sakes, the McCaskies, I don't know what's the matter with them, but if you can't own a team and and handle the team,
1: Sell
3: it off to somebody else that can. We have- All right, Bob. Thanks so much. we gotta, we got to get your, get your answer in here and then get the news. Go All ahead. right,
1: Bob. OB, I read off some of the stats. We're, we had more first downs, better on third down. We had more total yardage. We, we owned the clock by 10 minutes. All of these things. What did we lose? What did we lose? In the pregame, we told you there's a reason why the Vikings were a three-point favorite. Was it because they knew we would outplay the Vikings and all the stats and yet wouldn't find a way to win? Maybe it was because Kevin O'Connell, their coach, and Brian Flores, they were the difference. You think? You think, OB?
0: Bingo. That was the difference, folks, What Dan is talking about the defensive coordinator and the head coach of the Vikings as opposed to our staff. All right? That's exactly what you said, Dan. And I couldn't agree more. All right, if you're on hold, please stay there. We will get to you after the news. And by the way, Bob,
3: that was a hell of a call. 312-981-7200. Happen will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Chevy dealers, Dan Hampton's defensive player of the game.
4: Vikings one for 5 on third down this afternoon.
3: And it's time now for Dan Hampton's Defensive Player of the Game, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers and the Chevy Silverado, official truck partner of the Chicago Bears. There were a couple of guys that uh, had decent games, but you're you're going to go with Tyreek Stevenson, the young cornerback.
1: Yes, he did a fine job. Uh, obviously, no Justin Jefferson to cover, but uh, he was doing uh, yeoman's work out there, and, and uh, he's a he's got a bright future, he really does. Jalen Johnson played pretty well too.
0: What grade would you give Evans, the running back, that we t- took off of Miami's?
1: <laughs> well, obviously he didn't know what to do. He was unprepared, and we've talked about that all year. Why would you put him in a game in a cru- crucial situation like that against a defense you know is bringing the house?
0: I have an answer for you, Dan, because F- whoever the offensive coordinator is, that was the guy. Whoever was the running back's coach, they had to talk about it. Will he be ready to play for this game? And they had to have that conversation, Dan, that I would bet on it. And whoever the running backs coach says, yes, he's able to, to do this, he's able to do that, yes. So that's why they use them. That's my answer.
3: All right, back to the phones. We go out to uh, Robert in Austin, Texas. Robert, as a matter of fact, Obi and I were just talking about what you wanted to talk about during the break. Go ahead.
8: Oh, yes, good afternoon. Thank you for taking my call. You know, our current head coach, Eber is very similar uh, to uh, the head coach of the Bears from 1999 to 2003, I don't remember if you recollect, Dick Duran. uh, He was a, Dick Duran had a defensive background, he was a nice guy, non-confrontational, but he also had a losing record in four and five seasons with the Bears, and uh, had like a, ended up with about a .42 winning percentage before he was finally fired. And his offensive coordinator, he brought in was Gary Croton uh, from Brigham Young, and he was heralded as a innovative offensive mind. And I and I get a chuckle out of this. You know what his signature play was? The jailbreak wide receiver screen. Yep, I remember <laughs> it. And and, uh, and and our current off- and our current offensive coordinator. What is his signature play? The sideline wide receiver screen, or what OB calls the bubble screen. And, uh, you know, Croton, I did some research on Croton's offensive uh, years with the Bears, and it didn't take long for the defensive coordinators to figure him out. They figured out that he did never threw the ball down the field, so they could just, you know, crowd the line of scrimmage and, and stop his jailbreak screens. But, you know, the, the, what's interesting is to me is that the Bears' current coaching staff dilemma is nothing new. It goes back since the firing of Ditka that the, the McCaskies are more comfortable with somebody who's an anti-Ditka, a nice guy, non-confrontational, won't you know challenge anybody. They'd, I believe they'd really, sadly, that they'd rather have somebody like that as a head coach uh, than bring someone in who have a, can establish a winning culture, insist on doing things right. Demand, demand, uh, you know, performance, and uh, I think they're more comfortable with that, even if it means having a mediocre or losing record, and and that's a really, I think, a sad commentary on our ownership. And I, I think they, uh, that's where the problem needs to be addressed first. Thanks for taking right, my Rob, call. Thank Robert,
0: you very much, Robert. Robert, that was Danny. That was one hell of a call, Robert. As far yep. as I'm concerned, you nailed it right on right on the head, buddy. And you can also throw
1: uh, the comparison in there with Mark Tressman hmm. and and Andy just came up with a stat. <laughs> Mark Tressman was 13 and 19 when he was shown the door. Eberflus is four and 19. Do the math.
0: You hear that one, folks?
1: A third of the wins that got Tressman bounced,
0: and especially after what happened today, as prior to 10 days ago and prior to a year and a quarter prior to that. I'll tell you what, there's there's something really, really wrong with this coaching staff, folks. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm not going to put this again on the 53 kids that are out there. Some of them that are actually playing starters on this team can't even play in this league, but they're playing on our team, and you're wondering why? We won one game and lost five. You wonder why we set the worst record in the history of the Chicago Bears last year? We got coaches that don't know what the hell they're doing. Just happens to be a fact, folks. And I ain't backing down from it either.
3: All right, let's sneak in one more before we have to hit a timeout here. Let's go out to Las Vegas and welcome in John. John, you're on with Happen OB. Go ahead, John.
0: Good good afternoon, guys.
7: Uh, First of all, Dan, I was right there with, with you on your 85 Bears at the parade. And I was proud to be there. But what I want to say about the problem today is, and I echo what everybody is saying, poor coaching, poor coaching, poor coaching. They don't know what if we have a good team or a bad team. They don't know what to do with, with, the, with the players that we have. So what we have to do is get a new coaching staff in there that knows how to coach a team. And my opinion, guys, and I want your rebuttal to this, never, ever hire a defensive coordinator to be a head coach.
3: And I'd like to hear your response to that. All right, John, thanks.
1: Well, Sean McDermott is the calling the defensive plays for the Buffalo Bills, and they're doing pretty well. I mean, I don't think you can make a blanket statement uh, uh, you know, about that, uh, uh Robert Sela in, uh, New York has been pretty successful at times. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it, it all goes back to, you know, having a, a football team and, and making sure they are prepared in all the different facets that you need to have them prepared in to be successful. And we're four and 19. That is the very definition of failing. And you are what your record says you are.
3: 312 The number we have to take a quick timeout, Happen OB, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com.
1: I thought you looked good in that one drive. And uh, again, at the very end, you know, in that, in that interception, again, the protection has got to be more solid in that, in that particular play. You know, you can't put the ball in harm's way. <laughs>
3: Head coach Matt Eberflutes, Hampden OB, sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, chevydrivechicago.com. Put a Chevy Silverado in your toolbox.
0: And uh, while we're talking about uh, some of the good things that actually happened, it's his job to not put the quarterback in harm's way. That's what a head coach is supposed to do. Very true. Let's, uh, Let's concentrate on some of the positive here, and we talk about who
3: brought it today. Sponsored by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Illinois, the card to bring through it all. And uh, Deontay Foreman, who kind of pinch hit for three guys today, Khalil Herbert and and uh, Travis Homer, and also Roshan Johnson. Nice job for him today, and yes. sixty some odd yards rushing. And... Yep,
1: and, and, and more than competent in, in blitz pickup. He did a, a you know Yeoman's work, and and more importantly, you know he, he was he was really busting it up in there and making some good things happen running the ball.
3: Sixty five yards to be exact on the ground for. Mr. Foreman, let's go back out to the phone lines here. I got a lot of people holding on and wanting to uh, get there, uh, get, we'll get it get off you... their chest. You know, we have, this is like a therapy session for everybody. Let's go out to uh, Elmhurst and say hi to Rob. Rob, you're on with H- Happen OB. Go ahead. Hey,
6: guys. First and foremost, my condolences on the loss of one of your defensive brethren. The other thing that I, I'm so bothered by. One, as we know,
5: it's been brought up already in the conversation today, the McCaskies need to sell this team. They have no clue what they're doing. You know the other problem that still eats at me every single day is that Ted Phillips still has his fingers all over this. Brought in Iverfuss was part of the committee that brought in Kevin Warren. What are they ever going to understand? You need football people to know what the hell they're doing how to find the right coaches, how to find the exact talent, because right now we are a disgrace. We're the founding franchise, and this is how bad we play. And as you said after the Packers game, we were unprepared once again. Why? We're playing a division rival. A division rival. We should be beating them to death. And yet we're just lollygagging
1: through the entire game.
3: All right, Rob, thanks. thanks for the call. We appreciate it very much guys thoughts on that
1: well i mean it's the same old song yeah different verse week after week after week obviously the win last week was anti you know eber where they actually attacked the field all facets on offense and today we you know revert back to trying to keep the quarterback in the pocket against the blitzing team minnesota blitz 55 percent of the time coming into this game and for us to think that's a good good thing to do is keep him in the pocket rather than let him get out on the edges and make some things happen, it just defies logic,
0: O B. There's yeah, there's no question about it, Dan. You know, and, and, and when listening to Rob and, and, and the majority of the callers, the absolute frustration hmm. and, and and they can they can see also, Dan, it doesn't have to I mean you don't have to be a genius around here to figure out where the hell the problem is, okay? The problem is as is, is high as up as you want to go, if you want to call it that, that very well could be a problem. But just dealing from week to week now. We're into the season, okay? We've won one game, and we've lost five. And we have lost five miserably on teams that we should have and could have beaten if we had the proper head coach, the proper offensive and defensive coordinator, and the proper position coaches. I refuse to believe. I believe there's 28 coaches, folks. I believe there's 28 coaches, 26 on the prior staff, and you can't put, you can't beat a team. You're at home, okay? You're one and four. One and four. You've got a team coming in to play on your your grounds and your terms. They're one and four. And they come in here, and we can't put a game plan to beat a team that has the same pathetic record as us, and we're at home, and just coming off a bright victory of why, of different coaching theories about taking advantage of the entire field, about being aggressive. Where the hell was it today? Where was it? We could have beat this team if we were aggressive. Just one word. Just aggressive on both sides of the ball, and we were not. And to sit there, and then, again, let me go back to uh, into the second quarter going into the half. Twelve seconds to go. You tell your quarterback to take a knee. How dare you? How dare you? You could have ran at least two more plays. And by the way, a half a quarter a game cannot end on a penalty. So if there was pass interference... You get the distance of the pass interference and then try to get a touchdown or a field goal, and you don't even do it. You let 12 seconds go by where you could have actually guaranteed two plays, and you surrender, and you surrender all day long. That's what the hell I saw. I'm so damn aggravated.
1: Think about this, folks. The very first play of the game, what happened? They run a simple weak side blitz for a sack. We were so prepared for this most simple defensive call and we cannot even block it. I it's just it's unimaginable how bad that is. Raising the
3: stakes sponsored by Second City Prime Steak and Seafood order today at secondcityprime.com. It's the bear if the bears win you win. Susan Muller was our contestant earlier today and the bears didn't win, she did not win the $100. We're going to give her a $50 gift card from Second City Prime Steak and Seafood. So next Sunday, the jackpot rolls over. And two hundred bucks will be up for grabs on our pregame show. How
1: apropos the the Raiders are coming from Las Vegas.
3: Yeah, we're so, talking about jackpots. Yeah, yeah, there be you nice. Go. Be nice to get a win in that one, and that's the next game coming up here, and we'll uh, preview that coming up a little bit later on. Nineteen thirteen, the final today, the Vikings over the Bears.
1: Don't let me. I, I want to talk about how you've got to change your philosophy when you have a change in quarterback, especially one that's never played one down in the NFL we got to talk about that, but we got calls.
3: All right, let's get out to the phone lines, and we'll go to uh, Bartlett and say hi to Larry. Larry, you're up with Happen OB. Go ahead.
7: Hey, good afternoon, gentlemen. Uh, Quick rhetorical comment on something Dan said about showing coaches to the door. How big does Hallis Hall have to be to house so many doors to show all these people out of here? Um, My my, my comment to you, gentlemen, is um, going back to when Jim Finks was here, Um, as general manager, they talked about we need a quarterback, we need wide receivers to stretch the field, we need running backs to do everything. Now we're up to today. we need a quarterback that can throw the ball, we need wide receivers, and all they want to do is focus on a running game. Um, Does the general manager and the coaches kind of have a clue what each other is doing?
1: Evidently not. Uh, you, You know, again... Last year, Justin Fields used his athletic ability to a point where everybody was amazed, you know, 1,105 yards, whatever it was. But, but what did we win? We got slapped around week after week after week. This is a game, and this man right here beside me has screamed it and beat the desk for years and years and years, saying it is the rules tell you to throw the ball down the field. That's it. And we don't. You tell me.
3: Let's try to squeeze one more in here before we get to the news break, and we'll go out to Dan in Michigan. Dan, you're up with Hampton OB. Go ahead.
6: Hey, guys. I I, got to tell you,
2: uh, OB, when you were saying that 12 seconds, my brother Mike, who's in Chicago, I'm up here in Michigan, and we were on the phone, and I'm like, what are they doing giving that up? That is ridiculous. But if you really think about everything and you look at it for three weeks, Right back to where we were at three weeks ago. And the reality of it is it's a leadership problem. They don't have it. There's nothing there. I don't think they could lead themselves out of a paper bag on a good day, to be honest with you. Um,
1: Well, the uh, two obvious positions that you want to look at for leadership in most teams, it's the quarterback and the head coach. Obviously, we don't have, you know, much leadership. And that's one thing that your son, Ed, texted you and said, hey, you know when I said that, where was Justin Fields? You know there was twenty minutes of a ball game left. Maybe he could have, you know, made a, a couple of comments or points. That's Danny, that's a great point, folks. Tyson Just listen Bajan to what Dan about is saying. what was going on on the field, especially that exotic blitzing defense. And yet Justin Fields, poof, he's gone. Where was he? And and that tells you. What kind of leader are you if you don't even stand on the sideline with an ice bag on your hand that's supposedly
0: oh, are- Danny, one more thing Come let me on. just jump on, Come that. on. why wouldn't you why wouldn't you want to be on that field with your teammates? Why wouldn't you i, 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 I was no- he too busy taking a shower or something? I don't know. Was he in an ambulance?
3: Come on. Nineteen thirteen, the final Vikings over the Bears. More of your phone calls coming up. If you're on hold, please stay there. 312 981 7200. Happen will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Put a Chevy Silverado in your toolbox. DJ Moore, one of the best receivers in the world. You know, one on one, anytime we can get that, we like it. Underthrew it there a little
2: bit. That's on me, and that's something that, you know, I got to fix going forward.
6: that a result of depression?
2: No, I think
3: that's just a result of me, you know, under-throwing the ball. Got to give my guy a chance. Note that, watch the film, and correct it for next week. Quarterback Tyson Bajan on the interception toward the end of the game. Happen O B. sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com. Sounded like a guy that's uh, been around for a while and took, took ownership of that, uh, that interception right Good there. Good for
1: him. That shows, you know, he wants to be a leader.
3: All right, let's get back out of the phones. We've got a, a whole full phone line set here, and uh, let's get out to uh, Edison Park and welcome in Billy. Billy, you're on with Happen OB. Go right ahead. Hi, guys. Billy. I,
6: I'd like to have, go over the point you made about the center. Most of these plays are timing plays. If the center bounces the ball in or throws it up so high that the quarterback has got to make a rebound, so the timing is all screwed up on the play right from the start.
1: You're exactly right. And think about this. You know, as I had said, this is professional football. This isn't little Johnny in eighth grade and, oh, he's trying hard. That's something you correct. But this has been something that has occurred the last four games in a row.
0: This was also last year, Dan. You look at some of the games, the same damn thing happened mm-hmm. last year.
1: And, and again, you know, Chris Morgan is the offensive line coach. We've talked about the fact he's had 30 different offensive line combinations, you know, that have played in the last year and a half. We get it. But first things first, make sure whoever the hell is going to be snapping the ball puts it. Somewhere in the midsection
0: of the quarterback. Otherwise, the whole damn thing is off schedule. It starts with the, uh, every offensive play, folks. So you know where it starts? It doesn't start with the quarterback. doesn't start with the running backs, the receivers, the tight end. Nobody. It starts with the center. Every play. Every play starts with the center. Not only is that so unbelievably extremely important, don't forget, when he breaks the and he comes up there, he makes the line calls. He can call out some defenses. He can make the, he can makes the line calls for the rest of his guys. That position is a vital, vital importance of a team. And we can't seem, here in the last two years, Dan, we can't seem to figure the center position out. And it all starts from there, folks. I, I'm telling you, every play... Starts from the center, not the quarterback, not a running back, not whoever. Starts with the center. And my God, you as a head coach and coordinators and, and coaches, you can't guys you can't even figure that out. I'm sitting on the eighteenth floor over here in downtown Chicago on the river, and I can figure it out.
3: Yeah, Lucas Patrick was supposed to be the, the big savior coming from Green Bay.
0: Three one two nine eight one yeah three one two nine eighty one
3: seven two zero zero out to Naperville and Paul. Paul, you're on with tampa O B. Go ahead. Hi, guys.
7: Uh, you just uh, touched on it a little bit, uh, what I wanted to say, but I just want to get your thoughts on that interception at the end of the game. If I heard it right, uh, the TV announcers just blamed it on the inexperience of the rookie uh, with calling that play. Uh, I don't think he called that play. I think the coaches did. And, uh, the Bears were marching down, and it, it didn't seem like it was a go-for-broke time right at that point. Um I just wanted to get your thoughts on it.
3: Thanks, Paul.
1: Well, okay. Remember, the prior drive, Baygent drove the offense down and they scored. So, obviously, you know, we had a little mojo. We had a little confidence. But the thing that killed the play wasn't
0: so much the quarterback. The failure of the offensive line to block?
1: Yes, the offensive tackle got jammed back into his face and he couldn't complete his motion. Which you know, and and to the kid's credit, he didn't say, "Oh yeah, well I had pressure in my face, and the offensive lineman, right. you know, hit my." Heart. No, he just said, "I didn't put enough on it."
0: That was a touch of class by that kid. It was, by the
1: way. but it doesn't change the fact that you know it all starts up front, and yet we haven't we haven't solved that big problem yet, have we? No, we haven't.
3: Three one two nine eight one seven two zero zero. Let's go back out to the phones and uh, out in uh, Greenfield. We say hi to Tom. Tom, you're on with Happen OB. Go ahead.
1: Hi guys, how are you? Good,
0: okay, time. Come on in. All
6: right. So I agree with all what you're saying and the callers are saying about the coaching staff. But I really need to think. We, we need to start thinking about Holes's position, and here's why I say that. First of all, when he was hired, he went ahead and gave the okay for a defensive-minded coach when we all knew the offense needed the help. Then his first move was trying to hire the defensive player from Cincinnati, Ogun Joby, and that went bad. Then he also... Wasted a third round pick on Bayless Jones. And then we all know what happened with Chase Claypool, and we lost practically a first round pick. It was the first round in the first pick in the second round. And then here we're all talking about the offensive line that has 30 different combinations in this short time, and they can't even get that right, even while drafting a right tackle. So I think we all need to look all the way up the chain at polls as well. And those are just a
1: few of the mistakes he's made this whole time.
3: All right, Tom, thanks so much for Some the call. great
1: points, and you know what? If you've if you got a report card, you got to be looking at maybe a D plus, maybe a C-, possibly. Nate Davis was his big free agent signing that was going to fix the offensive line. And heretofore, I think he's played about – What one game, one complete game? game, That's it. Out of six, yeah, yeah. We fixed that, didn't we? Yeah, you left left
0: today too. The one thing that that has been true is true now and forever will be true. You can have the greatest quarterback in the world. You can have all kinds of running backs, great receivers, whatever have you. Have you ever heard the terminology? And I use it all. I constantly. The game is one up front. All right. And you take a look at our up front. You take a look at our defensive line. You take a look at our offensive line. You think we're not in trouble? We got five guys in our offensive line. I'm telling you, they cannot play in this league. They cannot play in this league. We have a center. Even if you had a backup center or a backup backup, the one thing that they should know or should be able to do is to snap the ball to the quarterback. My God, how important is that? Obviously not too important to this coaching staff, but that's where it's won. Our defensive line, not there. Our offensive line, oh my God.
3: Guys, signed out for the Curveball Whiskey Bonehead Play of the Game. It's sponsored by our friends at Curveball, the original barbecue whiskey. Join the Bonehead Nation today at curveballwhiskey.com. Sip it or flip it. <laughs> they're going to they're gonna steal that
0: from you, you know. Sip it or flip it. It's delicious.
1: <laughs> All right, I'll start this. Right, off. You know, we've already talked about you know taking a knee with twelve seconds. We've talked about uh, you know a, a number of, of really stupid things. But to me, the difference in the game today, they Minnesota won nineteen to thirteen. Take seven points off the board that they got on that scoop and score on the quarterback sack that was basically caused by the fact you put in a kid who's been here about a week and he didn't know what the hell he was doing. That's the bonehead move of the uh, of the
0: universe. Great call, Dan. Just happens to be true. Ob, I know you
3: wanted to talk about uh, the uh, the play after the interception that the Bears had the ball.
0: I, I, I is that the one where Fields instead of going to play action, that would have been the perfect time. We're on what the, their thirty five yard line, and what a time, folks! We just get the turnover on their thirty five. And what do you do? You go to play action. That would have been the perfect time. I'll guarantee you that play would have worked. It would have worked. And what do we do? We have fields. And you know what he did? He ran one yard.
3: On a designed quarterback run at that point On as well. a
0: designed called run from Getze. You got it, folks. 1913,
3: the final. The Vikings uh, defeated the Bears, who fall to 1-5. and five. The Vikings now 2-4. and four. Lions are winning their game right now 10-3. to uh, late in the uh, first half, up in uh, or down there in Tampa Bay. Yeah,
1: that mean confrontational coach over there in Detroit has got that team all
0: mad at him. Dan Campbell, what did I say three years ago? <laughs> yep. Two years ago, and the beginning of this year. That was the guy. Dan Campbell, folks.
3: Happen will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Put a Chevy Silverado in your toolbox. Hang on if you're there on hold. 312-981-7200. We'll come back and get to you in just a moment here. Happen will be continues on 720
1: WGN. There were some protection things in there where we had to do a better job. It certainly wasn't clean all the time, uh, but I certainly think we got a rhythm a little bit there uh, going. Again, we just got to do a better job with uh, the overall execution there. But again, we have, gave ourselves a chance to win the game at the end, and we just didn't get it done.
3: That's head coach Matt Eberflus after a 19-13 loss to the Vikings today. Happen will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. You don't know how to win. And you can uh, fuel up for the Bears next game. It's sponsored by Mariano's, where you can save up to $2 a gallon by saving Mariano's fuel points. Take your money and mileage farther with Mariano's. It'll be the Raiders coming to town next Sunday at Soldier Field. Las Vegas leading New England 13-3. They're starting the third quarter. In Vegas, and we'll be on the air with an you know, 11 a.m. pregame show, and that's not going to be a, an easy uh, easy task with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo coming back home as well.
1: No. It, yeah, obviously, he's had uh, you know, success. He's
3: Rolling got
0: a pedig- Meadows, yeah. Eastern Illinois. He's got yep. a pedigree.
3: He's ready. All right, We go back to the phone lines and say hi to Joe in Plainfield. Joe, you're up with happen OB. Go right ahead.
7: Yeah, just a negative uh, observation about Justin Fields. It looks like the quarterback situation in general – there's been times this year when uh, Fields has dropped back and it's very, very obvious that he's going to take the loss and he and he's going to lose the down. And I think uh, instead of doing that, he'll just toss it up and hope something good happens out of it. And I think a quarterback has to kind of know when and how uh, when to tuck it in and just take the loss of down on the yards. That's all I have to say. Man. All right,
3: Joe. Thanks, Matt. I thought I mean we we've talked about the fact that you know the sack happens when he's holding the ball too long and and just doesn't get rid of it to to save the down and to, or not the down but to, at least the the distance.
1: You know we we watched last week against the uh the Washington Commanders the, that kid held the ball all night that's one reason we that's, actually got five sacks on him.
0: Exactly and that's one of the reasons why we won the game.
1: And and, and at some point you know there has to be you know a, a, a evacuation plan. Hey, okay, the the receivers they're covered. How am I going to get out of this play with the minimal amount of damage? Sometimes a sack is the way to go. Some, sometimes, you know, it, it, it's pretty uh, judicious to, you know, try to get, get out of the box and throw it out of bounds and live to fight again.
3: Yeah, and avoid those catastrophe plays that you talked about, uh, talk about in the pregame show, especially with Justin Fields.
1: Yep, he's had a whole bunch of them.
3: All right, let's go out to the uh, Chicago and say hi to Charles. Charles, you're up with Happen OB. Go right ahead, Charles. Hey, good
7: afternoon, fellas. Uh, Sorry, uh, again, to see uh, the way the season's continuing to unfold, but I also want to jump into on Justin Fields and just make this uh, observation real quickly. Uh, Do you think when he made the comments back on February where uh, he was being asked, like, you know, like, uh, what should they do with, like, Soldier Field, he was open about, like, you know, possibly putting, like, a roof on it. And I told this to many friends and, like, colleagues of mine as well, too. It's like, you know what? No disrespect, but for you going through your third year with this franchise, doesn't that, isn't that, like, a small sample size of where he's, like, you know, like, trying to stay focused to get better? I mean, no disrespect. I mean, you look at the league when you're trying to safe in this game and, like, especially quarterback friendly. But until then, I got news for you, though. I mean, what's going to happen, like, once you start getting the cold – weather games, you need to bounce back up. Grant, he's done good against uh, garbage teams this year, but teams had to challenge him. I mean, listen, uh, hopefully he's not hurt for too long, but that's all I have to say. I want to hear your reaction about uh, where you felt like his thought process was it in the wrong spot. That's all I have to say, guys. Uh, all right, Charles. Hope you guys get the Raiders next Thank week. Thank you.
3: Appreciate it.
0: Well, Charles, let me just... Uh, a couple of things here. What you were just talking about. When we drafted him, a lot of those things you're talking about and a lot of things that a quarterback, if he's going to be successful in this league, and, and, our, and our scouts and our, our leadership and our coaches should know before you draft a kid, all right? And you should know if the, how good is he under fire, how good is he in accuracy, how good is he in disguising plays, how, how, how good is he from A to Z, all right? And from what I have seen, From our quarterback, Fields, he falls short on a lot of them. And you want to know why? What tells me that? We won four games last year. We won one game this year. And it's everybody's fault but his. It's the 52 other players. It's the 28 coaches. It's the 70,000 fans. Whose fault is it? This kid's got to step up. He does. He's got to step up. And, and when he did a couple of weeks ago, went after the coaching staff and went after the press, that falls under how dare you. How dare you. What you have to do, Justin Fields, is to keep that mouth of yours shut and, again, let me say it, let your actions do your talking out on that football field. From Sunday to Sunday, Thursday to Monday, whatever day it is. When the games are played, let your actions let me say it again, your actions, let that do your talking and not your mouth. Alright, we're gonna wrap things up here
3: with uh with Josh. Josh, we've got about a minute about a minute left, so you're up with Happen O B. Go right ahead.
4: Um Yeah, like what do you guys think of what did you guys think of the drop passes like when are we going to start to get better receivers
3: to help us?
1: Uh, I don't remember a whole lot of dropping. What what, what are we talking about here?
3: Yeah, I don't know. too who, many. Yeah,
1: who was dropping a pass?
3: You no, know, we lost him.
1: You know, yeah. I, I, quite honestly, you know, you're going to have that, and and the, obviously, the, the better the receiver, the less you have to deal with that. But
0: again, <clears throat> Josh, let me jump in here, Danny. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> Josh, I, I think our receivers are fine. I mean, we have three guys that that I think that can that can play on any team. All right, I and and I really do. All right, guys, that's uh, pretty much going to do it for
3: us here tonight. Unfortunately, it's uh, another loss we're talking about, nineteen to thirteen. And uh, next week, of course, the Raiders come here into town, and uh, it's going to be an interesting week up at House Hall as We kind of pay attention to what's going on with. Justin Fields, if you didn't uh, hear, he did leave the game. Uh, he had X-rays on his right hand; X-rays were negative,
0: and uh, he's going to have an MRI tomorrow. And what Dan said: Why didn't he come back on the field to see be B with his teammates? Okay, yep. where was he? I hope somebody asked that question. And you were just talking, Dan Hampton. Let your
1: actions speak louder than words. That would have meant something, not only to me, but forget the fans, forget us. What about the guy? What about the kid? that's never took a snap in the nfl don't you think that would have been you know of, of huge importance that it maybe gave him a tip or two to look for certain things i don't know but i know this that when we had defensive linemen hurt that they'd, they'd say look they're doing this 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 i mean the game is all about adjusting and adjustments and
0: we never saw again. adversity hits In the world of football that I know it played it for a long time, when adversity hits, you come together. Okay? It's not a mystery what you do. You don't go MIA. You don't. All right, we'll be back with you again uh, next
3: week at 11 o'clock in the morning as we uh, get ready for the Bears and the Raiders. Folks, he's back. longtime sponsor, Nationwide agent Jeff Vukovich is Vuk. back. For all your auto, your home, business needs, contact Vuk, Vuk at jeffvuk.com. And remember, Nationwide is on your side. Happen OB has been sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at chevydrivechicago.com.